The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Two of the disciples were on their way to a village called Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking together about all that had happened. Now as they talked this over, Jesus himself came up and walked by their side. But something prevented them from recognising him. He said to them, What matters are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped short, their faces downcast. Then one of them called Cleopas answered him, You must be the only person staying in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have been happening there these last few days. What things, he asked. All about Jesus of Nazareth, they answered, who proved he was a great prophet by the things he said and did in the sight of God and of the whole people. And how our chief priests and our leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death and had him crucified. Our own hope had been that he would be the one to set Israel free. And this is not all. Two whole days have gone by since it all happened. And some women from our group have astounded us. They went to the tomb in the early morning And when they did not find the body, they came back to tell us they had seen a vision of angels who declared he was alive. Some of our friends went to the tomb and found everything exactly as the women had reported. But of him they saw nothing. Then he said to them, You fools, so slow to believe the full message of the prophets. Was it not ordained? that the Christ should suffer, and so enter into his glory. Then starting with Moses and going through all the prophets, he explained to them the passages throughout the scriptures that were about himself. When they drew near to the village to which they were going, he made as if to go on, but they pressed him to stay with him. It's nearly evening, they said, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. Now while he was with them at the table, he took the bread and said the blessing. Then he broke it and handed it to them, and their eyes were opened and they recognised him. But he had vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us as he talked to us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? They set out that instant and returned to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven assembled together with their companions who said to them, Yes, it is true, the Lord has risen and appeared to Simon. Then they told their story of what had happened on the road and how they had recognised him at the breaking of the bread.
the Gospel of the Lord. I love the Emmaus story. It's one of the um, my favourite scripture passages. And I think um, it was, um, my interest in it was really tweaked many years ago by a next door neighbour who, who walked from Jerusalem to Emmaus and he just talked about what a profound experience that was. There's a wall in the way that, that stops people walking that, that way in uh, Jerusalem these days. And often I think there's a wall between us and, and God. And so I want to talk to, to you to, this morning about the, or reflect with you this morning, about the Emmaus story as a metaphor for our prayer life. Because I think often at times in our life, we find ourselves walking along the road, confused, unsure about um, where we're going, um, we might have a sort of destination we're going to, but we've got no heart for it. We might have even this misunderstanding of, of who Jesus is. And let's face it, you know, none of us have seen Jesus face to face. So there's always something more about the Lord that each one of us has to learn about. I think Jesus gives us a little map for our prayer life. First of all, he comes up to the disciples and it's that reminder to us that Jesus is always with us in the journey, even if we don't recognise him, just as they didn't recognise him. Jesus is always with us on the journey. And his first question is always, you know, well, basically, what are you talking about on the road? In other words, how's it going? What's happening to you and your life at the moment? And then the disciples, as they walked to Emmaus, told him about all their hopes and dreams. And that's what we should be doing to the Lord Jesus all the time. It's not just in those times of prayer when we sit down and try to be silent. And I don't know about you, but I always wish my prayer life was, was better. But St. Paul says, pray always. <clears throat> so one of the things about being bishop is I do a lot of driving. And normally I just switch off the radio and I just chat to the Lord about what's going on in my life and my struggles or my worries. And I think it's really important for us to do that in the daily moments of our life. When we're on our walks at the moment, um, and you know, while we're in lockdown, if we see a lovely garden or, or the, the warmth of the sunshine, oh Lord, this is just beautiful. If you're missing the family, Lord, it's really hard at the moment with this, you know, being separated from the family. But I'm so grateful for social media that we're able to FaceTime or, or talk on the telephone. But chatting all the while about the things that are going on. Because that's what friends do. Remember Jesus says, I call you friends. So we just talk 
about the ordinary things that are going on. But also, I think more that we get attuned to this, we'll hear Jesus speaking to us, just as he did to the disciples. He will speak to us. You know, one of the things that are, he starts off, his speaking to them, is he starts off, oh, you fools, so slow to understand. We've got to put ourselves in that position of being fools and slow to understand. You know, otherwise we're putting ourselves up there as God and we know everything and we've got it sorted. No, we've got to say, you know, we've got to come with a certain humility. And I've talked about this before, when the Lord's telling me off, and as in a way he's telling these disciples off, he always does it in a nice way that builds me up, that, that enables me to see the path clearer. But I think, as I said before, the more that we talk to the Lord Jesus, the more we'll become aware of him talking to us in the daily moments of our lives. And he always does this gently, quietly. A thought will come to mind that we'd never had before, or we get this feeling of warmth um, or peacefulness, or suddenly everything that, that we thought was a huge issue seems to disappear. But it's being attuned to that presence of the Lord with us. A really important way that we can do this too is to take time each day to, to read the scriptures. Jesus went through the scriptures and pointed out to the disciples the passages that were about him. And the scriptures are really important for us just to really reflect on how God works in our lives. So if it's not something that you're used to doing, you know, I would just start with the Gospels. Maybe just reading a chapter a day or a few, you know, one of the stories or accounts of what Jesus was doing. And then just sit with it a while and, and just think, well, what does that teach me about Jesus? And what does it teach me about me and my relationship to others? You know, Mary, we heard at the beginning of the scriptures, whenever people talked about their experience of God, would ponder deeply what they meant, what, uh, what their words meant. And that's for us too. We're called to ponder. We're called to reflect. Taking the scriptures, going back to our story, taking our story and finding it in the scriptures. And the more we do this, the more like the disciples, we're inviting Jesus into, into our house, our body, our heart. And that's what we want to um, consciously do. Lord, stay with me. Constantly be in my heart. Let me hear your words. Let them resonate in my heart. And then at times there'll be those breaking of bread moments where suddenly we get that insight that uh, glimpse of, of the, the radiance of God. I was going through a really bad time um, in my third year at Holy Cross College in Mosgiel, and I explained it to my 
um, spiritual director. Um, like it's like going through the Oterra Tunnel. Um, the Oterra Tunnel is between uh, the West Coast and Canterbury in the South Island. Um, the tunnel is about eight kilometres long and there's a really steep grade. As the express train goes through now, they stick some extra engines to help push it up the tunnel. And that's what I felt my life was like, was this grind in this dark, dark place. And uh, in the tunnel, there's about 8,000 feet of, of, of mountain above you. Um, there's all you can see outside the wall is this gray wall, but there's about four or five little lights at different points in the tunnel. And every now and then one would flick past and you get a flash of light. That was my God moment in that third year of the seminary. Just little flashes that just kept me on the path. But I couldn't stay there. I had to keep on moving. I had to keep on trusting. And eventually, after grinding through this tunnel, you burst out into the light on the other side. And that's what happened to me. But those flashes of insight, of God revealing himself to us in the midst of our daily lives, they're not moments that we can grasp and hold forever. They're just there to help us on the journey. Because if God was totally present to us all the time, being people of faith, wouldn't be a matter of choice because our faith journey is always a matter of, of choice. It's a matter of, of, uh, of love and love can't be forced. And so God gently walks with us quietly, opening our hearts. And the more he opens our hearts, the more our hearts yearn for him. And that's that heart's burning feeling, isn't it? Where the disciples rush back to Jerusalem. They rushed through the darkness of the night to tell what they had experienced. But notice they didn't get to tell their story first. You know, the apostles told their story first. It was only after that um, that the two disciples on the road to Emmaus told their story. And that's that reminder for us that we don't create God in our own image and likeness. That's why we need the scriptures and the teaching of the church, just to make sure that we start, stay on the right path, that we don't create God in our own image and likeness. You know, there's some people say, well, you know, I don't need to go to mass. I can just pray when I walk along the beach. And that's true. But Jesus says, do this in memory of him. So we want to stay on the path that he mapped out for us. And that was our response to the psalm today. Lord, you will show us the path of life. And then I will bless the Lord who gives me counsel, who even at night directs my heart. I keep the Lord ever in my sight, since he is at my right hand, and I shall stand firm. You, Lord, will show me the path of life, the fullness of joy in your presence, at your right hand, happiness forever. Let's journey with the disciples walking to Emmaus. Let's journey with Jesus who walked with them 
and who walks with you and I.